S-T-E-P, S-T-P, S-L-D, P-R-T, S-T-L, X underscore T, X underscore B, I-P-T, 3-D X-M-L, cat part, P-R-T, S-A-T. What are those, Jason? Jim, those are all of the 3D models that you can upload into the Zometry Instant Quoting Engine. Of course they are. I knew that. I just wanted to see if you knew what that was. But yeah, Zometry is great to work with. I cannot believe some of those I've never even heard of before. Well, they get into a lot more stuff than just machining. Absolutely. But I guess you just drag it, drop it right into their website, and bam, it spits out an instant quote. It's fantastic. Yeah, I can't believe it. Drag and drop, and away you go. Go to Zometry.com, X-O-M-E-T-R-Y.com. Welcome to Making Chips. We believe that manufacturing is challenging, but if you are connected to a community of leaders, you can elevate your skills, solve your problems, and grow your business. I'm your host, Jim Carr, and I'm joined by my good friend, and my co-host, Mr. Jason J.Z. Zanger. How you doing, bud? I'm doing great, Jim. How are you? I'm well. We are here. Beautiful, MXD. Sunny, sunny afternoon in Chicago. Yes, it's still 80 degrees and, well, you know, summer's almost over. Well, now you're pushing over. it. Is it going to be No, 80? it is. It's going to be in the 80s today. Yeah, really? It's fantastic. Yeah. Chicago has the best summers. I mean, I got to say, temperature-wise and everything. Would you call you this know? an Indian summer? I don't even know what that means. It means a late summer, early fall where it's reverting to summer temperatures. So I have four kids, so I don't even remember what happened okay. a month ago, let alone what the temperature was. Yeah, I, I believe you know? that. I believe so. that. Do you remember what happened this morning? Do you know Barely. what you had for breakfast? Same thing I always have. A, okay. a veggie shake oh, and right. my bulletproof that. coffee. Good for you. That makes me that makes me happy. I had a glass of wine. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. A mimosa? <laughs> no, I had three cups of coffee and an eggs. Eggs and broccoli, quite frankly. You had broccoli for breakfast? I did bro- Good for I, you. I put it in my eggs. Well, you know, yeah. one of the important things about being a manufacturing leader is that you need to stay healthy. Yes. And you need to have nope. energy and be on the ball. No I mean, we should do a whole episode about healthy eating for manufacturing yeah, leaders. Yeah, I mean, it goes a long way, let me tell you. But that's it certainly really not what we're talking about today, that's is it? That's not what we're talking about today. So I, was, I have a question for you, Jason. Do you have anybody that works at Zangers that's a veteran? As a matter of fact, I do. It's actually somebody- Not your dad. No, your I dad. know. So my dad was in the National Guard. And actually, the per- one of the people that you talk to Zangers the most often is actually a veteran. Carla? Yeah. Carla's, really? Carla was in the Army. No kidding. Yeah. I did not know that. I know you didn't. That's why, you know- Well, I, was... I don't talk to her anymore. My son does. Right. But, but yeah. yeah, Carla used to be in the Army. And, and we, we had some other veterans that have retired over the years. But yeah, Carla's, you know- And she Carla's talks about a it great often. employee. Yeah. And She's she, been with you how you long? A uh, long time. A long time. Over 10 years. Yeah. And you could definitely see that in her training, and she talks about it quite often when she was in the Army, and she's very diligent, and she gets the job done. I, I wish I had a couple more Carlas. So, Those are the characteristics yeah, yeah, that absolutely. veterans bring. Yeah, so, how about you guys? And that's what we're going to talk about today, is about why should we, as manufacturing leaders, as owners of companies, employ vets? Because there's a great, we, we have two VIP guests with us today that are going to really do a deep dive into why it is important to invest in 
veterans in our companies and, and employ them because yeah. they bring huge some great characteristics huge characteristics mm-hmm. but no to the best of my knowledge I do not have anybody in my small company that is a, a veteran my dad was but my dad is obviously long retired he just turned 90 yesterday by the way wow that's awesome that. that's my dad awesome turned 90 yesterday. yeah we're having a 70th birthday party for my dad a 70th birthday party and like a retirement party for him very soon so I you will get an invite for that when is it it's gonna be within the next month or so okay let me know in advance before he flies south for the winter very cool so as we always do every week on the show tell me what's new at zangers what's exciting What's the poll? What's new and exciting? I'm nothing bad. No, I'm I'm negotiating a very large contract for MRO supplies for a f- national contract for a Fortune 100 company, and it's it's pretty stressful, but it's also exciting. And me, along with several other industrial supply companies across the country, oh, it's um, going to be a collaboration. It's a collaboration because they have sites all across the country, and so we need to make sure that we can cover all of those sites. And so we're working in collaboration. We actually have a national footprint. It's an organization called Supply Force, where they take distributors like ours that are part of this other group, and they put them all together in order to provide services to companies that would require a national contract. Cool. Yeah. Great. How about Good you? luck with that. Yeah, thank That's you. It's really exciting, man. I, I'm yeah. happy for you. What about um, you? We're just busy. It's been a record year for us, and it's growth problems. Yeah. And let me tell you, I've, I'm working harder now than I ever have in my entire life, <laughs> yeah. and it's hard to manage growth, but we're doing it. God only gives you what you can handle, right? Yeah. I, I know you believe in that, and we're handling it. We're just doing it and making things work. I call it a one alarm, a two alarm, and a three alarm fire, and that's how I approach my day. We work with the three alarms, then we work down to the two alarms, then we work down to the one alarm, and then once they're all alarmed out, then of course another three alarm will start. So that's how we manage our day. And we we actually talk about it in our production meetings is like, is it a three alarm fire or a two alarm fire? You and I talk about a lot of different things and I give you advice and some of it you take and some yeah. of it you don't. Right, or some of it you take now and some of it you take later. Right. And I, I really think that you need to figure out how to delegate and elevate some of the superfluous things. I know that. that. I know that. Yeah. And and I also want you to use that word superfluous as one of your new words. Do you do you know what that means? I do. What does it mean? Yeah. It, it's just something that is just extra not necessary to what you do on a regular basis. Okay. Somebody verify that. I can you spell I hope can I'm you spell defining it? that word can you spell correctly. It? No, I do not know how to spell superfluous, okay. but it, I just looked it up and I was pretty close with my definition. Unnecessary, especially being more than enough. So I Thank would say you. that you do a lot of things that are unnecessary for you to do. Oh, I so agree. just hire somebody to do it. I know. Because you kind of you kind of stress me out when you're doing some of those things. I'm working on it. I know. I'm, I'm, I know. I'm doing the best I can do. But yes, I, I totally agree. I know I know that's where I need help at, is to get help. You know where you need help is to get help. There yes. you go. <laughs> so Jason, what's going on at the Boring Bar? I mean, can I order a margarita with salt and the lime there? Yeah, eventually the Boring Bar will be an actual place. It'll be a part of the new Making Chips headquarters in Rockford. But for now, The Boring Bar is is our newsletter. So it features original content that we write and also videos that we produce. So as you know, Making Chips is more than just a podcast. So we have a lot of other content out there that is quite valuable. And The Boring Bar is our way to get that out there to the metalworking nation. And how do people subscribe to The Boring Bar? Why don't you go ahead? All they have to do, it's really simple. Just take out your device and text CHIPS, C-H-I-P-S, to 38470. Boom. That's it. Done. They're subscribed. They're going to get it in their weekly newsletter and be fantastic. Awesome. What kind of device? 
I use an Android, you use an iPhone. Okay. So I, I think the texting aspect works just about the so same. So any kind of device that can send a text. Any kind of device. Before we bring on our guest, I want to. I, I found this great article today on smallbusinesstrends.com, and it's about 15 benefits of hiring military veterans. And I thought, oh my God, I didn't even have to search very long before I found it. But it, I just want to go in and, and talk about why it's so valuable to do this. And this is the opinion of small business trends, but it says, at present, there are nearly 1 million, 1 million unemployed military veterans across the United States. Many of them are desperate for work. And from an employer's perspective, the unique qualities veterans possess could make some ideal job candidates. Yeah. I think I'm going to look at this through the lens of Carla and my dad and just try to look at these characteristics that you talk about and say, yeah, that's yes or no. Like they embody that. So go ahead. So there's 15 and I want to get through them pretty quick. Veterans are goal oriented. Very few professions focus exclusively on goal completion But one that does is the military veterans are trained in engineered environments that target nothing but mission achievement. I like that. And military personnel are taught to exercise collaboration, cooperation, and personal development in order to achieve their targets. Cool. The next one, veterans are trained leaders. If you'd like to foster in-house talent and hire genuine leadership candidates, veterans are a natural fit. Experts say the average Marine is recruited at age 19 and by age 20 is typically promoted to become non-commissioned officer and placed in high-stress leadership roles. Three, veterans take responsibility seriously. From day one, military personnel are trained to take their jobs extremely seriously. They have it drilled into them that stupid mistakes, bad decisions, or blatant oversights can get their comrades seriously hurt or worse. Yeah, there's there's a book that I want to read and that I know was written by a veteran called Extreme Ownership. And it's one of those books that so many people have said, this is an awesome book. And I actually want to bring it to the Zenger's Book Club eventually because I've heard so many great things about it. I think it goes along those lines that you were just talking about. Yeah. You know, you always say you read books, but I really, how many, I wonder how many books you really do read. I I mean, have you read more than a hundred books? Oh, absolutely. Okay. (laughs) Kudos yeah, one, one year I challenged myself to read, I think it was, was it 25 books in a year? Yeah. I think I challenged myself to read 25 books a year, which is, I think, a lot. I think so, too. Yeah. It's more than I have yeah. in my entire life. In your life. life. Yeah. yeah, I know. <laughs> anyway, I don't want to get off topic. Veterans know how to make decisions. The military is strategically designed to create leaders, and in doing so, it forces all recruits to embrace their intuition. Veterans have been trained to absorb every single piece of information they can find before making a snap judgment, and they can typically be relied upon to make the best choice available at any given time. Veterans speak their minds. Although they've been trained to obey orders, very few veterans are yes men. Oh yeah, Carla definitely speaks her mind. Because of their leadership experiences and intuition skills as employees, veterans won't shy away from flagging mistakes or asking the boss to think twice about a big decision. Veterans work well independently. If you're after an employee who will be able to trust managing crucial processes in your business, you can't do better than a veteran. Studies indicate military personnel are more likely to take major initiative than their coworkers, which is probably why U.S. veterans are also 45% more likely to start their own business. Veterans have a great work ethic. When you're in the military, slacking off isn't 
an option. Every task you've been asked to do must be done for a reason, and veterans have been trained to understand that. As a result, you can expect veterans to understand the meaning of hard work. I feel like all I've been missing in creating a high-performance team at Zengers is just more veterans. Yeah. Veterans can help you organize. The military thrives on structure and organization. It's their bread and butter, and all personnel are trained from day one to embrace that organization. If your business is in need of a bit of help in terms of structure, veterans have the skills needed to steer you in the right direction. Well, at the end of the day, all the people need to do is go to this. There's about seven more bullets here, and I recommend people to go to Small Business Trends, and the article headline is 15 Benefits of Hiring Military. And you should veterans. be able to get a link to that. I'm telling you, you right subscribe. away, it's really impressive, and I don't know why I don't have any veterans in my shop right you now. You should. Yeah, and if you, if you subscribe to The Boring Bar, you can get links to articles just like this that yeah. we talk about on the show. So, Mr. Zenger, would you like to introduce our two very special VIP guests we have in our studio today? I'd love to. So, our first guest is Andrea Bewer, who is the Executive Director of the Displains Chamber of Commerce and Industry and their Educational Foundation. Welcome, Andrea. Thank you. I'm glad and to be here. Our second guest is Marnie Deathorn, who is also a former Marine, and she is currently the Director of Human Resources at Rivers Casino in Displains. Welcome, Marnie. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah. Welcome, Thanks. ladies. Yeah. Good to see Absolutely. you. It's great to see you. Yeah, yeah. We're definitely interested in having this conversation about veterans in the manufacturing industry. And we, we know that there's a lot of manufacturing leaders out there or potential manufacturing leaders out there who are part of the veteran workforce. So, Andrea, you, we, we've been friends for probably a little bit more than a decade now. Yeah. Yeah. And you've, you've moved roles mm -hmm. in your career, and you ended up at the Displains Chamber of Commerce, which is a, a local chamber of commerce near O'Hare Airport in Chicago. Good job, Jim. It Thank is. You. Yep. And when you arrived there, how was this whole boot camp Birthed. Can you explain to the Metalworking Nation about it? I can. It would be my pleasure. Well, I started in 2017 in January as their new executive director, and our chamber has about 600 companies that are members. And right away, right off the bat, the first thing that I was hearing from the companies, and we have a lot of manufacturers, a lot of logistic companies that are members of the chamber. When I started talking to them, we heard that there was a shortage of workforce in our region and that they were looking for quality workers. At the same time, it just so happens we have a very active VFW and American Legion that are in displays. And the wall that heals, for those that are veterans of Vietnam, the wall that heals is a traveling memorial that travels from city to city, and it was coming to displays in the fall. So hearing that, we have, again, several great members. Some of the members, for example, Rivers Casino is a part of our chamber. And we have a foundation in the chamber. So I was trying to come up with some creative things that we could kind of help the local veterans and how we could help the business community address their problems. So we've worked together a long time, Jim. Sure, and sure. I, prior to coming to the chamber, I worked at Daily Herald and I was in charge. You know, I helped team launch the event division for that media group and we used to do events. And so kind of like a light, lightning bulb came off. My son- I call it the aha the moment. aha moment. Yeah. Well, and I'll back up briefly. My son, Brandon, is a, he's not 
not a veteran yet, but he proudly serves in the Air Force in D.C. But a couple of his friends came back that were Marines, and they were struggling finding positions. And I knew these boys since they were 13. They are fabulous. And I'm like, why are they having a problem finding jobs? They just came back from serving in Afghanistan. They're great kids and all the attributes that you mentioned earlier. So again, the light bulb came off and just bringing all these pieces together, we came up with the Veterans Back to Work Boot Camp. And basically what this is, through involving several veteran business owners in the area, kind of questioning them, we came up with a 10-week program that could help mentor veterans that are newly returning from serving, where we're going to mentor them, get the business community involved, and have a curriculum. We got Oakton and Harper College, community colleges involved as well, and then we're going to give them gifts at the end. So I wrote up a whole proposal as part of our foundation, because we have an educational foundation, and just got all the pieces together and presented it to one of our partners, Rivers Casino. And next thing I know, it was summertime. And I found that in talking to the people at Rivers, that they donated $69,000 to our foundation to Beautiful. get this program Fabulous. Going. Wow, that's great. And that's where Marnie comes in, I suppose. Yes, yes. This crazy lady next to me showed up (laughs) in my office one day to talk about a back-to-work boot camp, and I didn't know what she was talking about and I'm like who are you yeah. how do you you seem to be really to excited we are about best this friends right now <laughs> right. right you know but I was like how do you know about veterans or what we go through when we transition out and so I started asking her some pretty pointed questions and then she's like well how do you know and I said I'm a veteran and she's oh, like wow. really okay I didn't know she was a veteran but you know you're, you're trained to ask questions yeah. <laughs> so but so, not a veteran I'm so sorry so from there a relationship was developed and the program Program, her idea and getting other business leaders involved, HR leaders involved, veterans involved, the program's taken off and we've kicked off our third year of the program this Thank year. Congratulations. That's great. And so, I have, Marnie's been by my side ever since. Great. The so, I have a question. Why do veterans need to be mentored? Can you explain that to me a little bit? Tell, you us, know, tell would, us why they need a 10-week mentor. I would say mentoring. even when we go, before we go there, like what, what is the actual mission of this organization? Okay, okay. You know? we'll start there. We'll yeah. start sure. there. A mission of the chamber, a mission of the, the mission veterans of the, back uh, to work. The mission of the boot camp. Well, the mission is uh, threefold. I'll say the mission is, number one, to help uh, veterans that have proudly served our country and to try to give back to them as a community. Number two, it's to try to fill some open positions that our companies that are members of the chamber are trying to fill. And number three, it's personal. Because again, I have a child that's serving and they're friends and, you know, it's something that we wanted to be able to help and to be able to draw attention to what we could do in the displays as a community to come together and give back. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Does that answer your question? So, yeah. so why? Why do veterans need mentoring when they come out? Why, why, why do they need a 10-week course or a boot camp as, as you're marketing it as? Tell us what the mentoring process of, well, first of all, why do they need it? And then break it down to how you're mentoring them over that 10-week period. So transitioning out is scary. 
You don't know what you need to do. You don't know sometimes what career. I was military police when I was in the Marine Corps, but I knew I didn't want to go into law enforcement after I got out. It takes special people to really be in that role, but I didn't know what I wanted to do, and I had a college degree. So I went to the Employment Commission when I lived in South Carolina and turned out the gentleman that got me my first job. He's like, he was a club manager on the base where I was stationed, and we only knew each other by phone. And he says, what do you want? I said, I want 35 a year. Now this was back in 1998. And he's like, yeah, not going to happen. And he's like, I can get you a temp job, $10 an hour in an HR department. And I'm like, that sounds great. What's HR? (laughs) that's so funny right but I didn't know where to look and that was back in the days when we looked in classified ads and everything for jobs in the newspaper so and and it's sad to say we're in 2019 and the transition programs still aren't great from base for people transitioning out so it's important that veterans like myself and, and those that are mentors in the program that can show here's the steps we took to be successful some are business owners some are executives in companies Companies. Some have great jobs, but it's to show them these are the steps we took. So maybe you don't have to take the missteps that we took and let's help you get on your path. Is that a fault of our government that they're not giving you, they're not setting you up for success? Or is that where we're dropping the ball as a government agency? I think that they're setting them up for success in the military. Sure. And you can only do so many things and you need to get that, have them focused on what they're supposed to be focused on there, but they probably should have a program after they transition out. That's where the civilian world, what they call it. And I'm learning all the lingo, but where the business community really could come together and step up and start mentoring as, and, and create a program like we created in displays. So tell us about the boot camp. Let's break it down. What do those 10 weeks look like? What what kind of sure, skills sure. are these vets going to learn? Well, first, let me, uh, if, if I may back it up. Sure. First, we have to find the veterans because okay. there's a lot of veterans out there that we might not necessarily know that are out there. There's not lists that the government gives to say all these people are returning. I, I know there's certain things that they do, but what we did is we did a 10-week search, which we launched it around the beginning of May, and it was went through July 4th, where we searched out veterans to apply for the program. And, and this is total grassroots effort yeah, here. Yeah, grassroots effort. And, you know, we got it out through social media and people were passing the word. I mean, just so many things. And it turned out in over the past three years, we've had over 250 veterans apply for the program. So what we do is we take the applications this year, you know, we had about like 85 apply for the program this year. We, as a business community, several HR directors that and veteran mentors, we went through the applications and we actually put the questions together and we ended up picking 20. Because we felt in the past three that years... That was all you can handle. Yeah. That's all we can handle. And plus, you know, yeah. this, this program, we give a lot yeah. back at the end, and you'll, you'll hear about that soon. And they get a lot from the program, but 20 is our magic, is our secret sauce. Okay. So we picked So you've got 85 applications yeah. this year, mm-hmm. and of those 85, you accepted 20. We accepted 20. Okay. And what so, is the criteria for getting them accepted, well, may we I have, ask? Well, <laughs> yeah. That's a tough question. Yes. It is. Okay. Because um, we review, you review the applications. It's not like a regular 
regular employment yeah. application. No. We ask questions. Why you join the military? What are you looking to get out of the program? We look for people that are going to be committed, you know, and you, to you the program. And you want success, right? Right, right. Exactly. And so it's hard. We go, we painstakingly go through every application individually and we critique it and we talk about it as a group to really determine who will get into the program. Yeah, because you probably yeah. want to take all... 85 of them. We want to take everybody, but, but we, we, are, yeah. we do something for the ones that we don't take because it's not just about 20. Yes. Uh, we do a job fair and we've done a job fair that goes along with this program and we're going to be doing our third job fair in March 2020. And the other thing that we do too is if we get an application we're like, and we ask for resumes as well, when we get that application, if we feel like they're employable at that time, we actually pass it around mm-hmm. the business leaders in the community no to, to interview and offer jobs yeah. to Awesome. Well, we, we really want to pick 20 that we feel are going to benefit from the program. And in the past three years, I am so proud to say we have several veterans that have been through the program that have been hired in the area. One of them happens to be uh, just started and is full-time displays police officer. And his name is Evan. And we're I've so proud him. of him. I've met him. Yeah, your, he's yeah. great. Yeah, he's great Great guy. young man. So through the 10 tell weeks. Us what, yeah, tell yeah, us yeah, what happens yeah. during the 10 sure, weeks. Sure, through the 10 weeks, we have various topics each week and we work with them. We have mentors that come. And well, what are the topics on? We started off, who are you? We talk about introversion and extroversion. So how so, to present yourself. Yep. Right. Um, we talk about persona. We just had a class last night. We talked about persona, the different personas or masks you might wear or need to wear from business to, to social. So it's really eye-opening because in the military- Company culture. Company like, yeah. culture. Yeah, you yeah. have one persona. Right, yeah. And it's kind of getting out of that rigid military mindset and knowing that you have to do different things and adapt into the civilian world. Because sometimes- at least what my son has said, because he's serving, and he says that, you know, they're told to do everything, everything in the military majority. What to wear. Like what to wear, (laughs) here's the guidelines. And then when they don't have that, what we've heard in the last three years and what Marnie experienced, they're lost, some of them. Yeah, you, you can easily get lost and, and like I said, you need Without that direction. start. You, no direction, no career. Where am I going to live? Oh, are you going to stay where your sta- last duty station is? Or are you going to move back home? Those types of things. move with my parents. So with the, or am yeah. I going to get my own place? Am I they- married? What about my kids? Yeah. I need a job to support my kids. And some, as you transition out, sometimes you feel, I just need the first job because I need that paycheck to continue. And then you, they realize they're not happy in the job. But then how do I transition or find that next job or that lifetime job? that forever job. So that's what this program does. And and we do mock interviewing. So we practice and work with them with the the business leaders. HR directors to ask questions. We have somebody that helps them with their resumes. Now, many military, they have them put together resumes before they leave, but we actually have manufacturing HR directors that, again, there's a lot of logistic people that have just gotten out. So they're actually looking at their resumes and helping them tailor towards what type of position their passion and, is. And industry. Yes. Yeah. So exactly. what, what's the transformation over that 10-week period? So they start yeah. off here and they, what is different about them after they're done the ten, for the 10-week program? 
that's a great question. It you see personal. their con- yeah. it's personal. Yeah. You see the confidence. One of the last things we have them do about three sessions before the end of the boot camp is they have to write a letter to themselves to their future self from five years from now, and it is the most moving thing because then at the the last yeah. session they actually read those letters to us, and there's so many different things that come out of it, and you just hear not only in their their own abilities during the course and how they come out of their shells, but you just hear what their plans are, what they're going to do, how much more confidence they have in their abilities to go out into the civilian world and do what they want to do. And I'll tell you some other elements. So you're hearing about the classes, but we also, because we're a chamber of commerce and we do a lot of networking events, it's very important that the veterans, a lot of them do not have experience going into a room with people from the business community and shaking hands and saying, hi, what do you do? So we, as part of the requirements to get their graduation gift package, which I'll explain later at the end, they have to attend two networking events and they have to be a a participant, not just attend, but be a participant. They need to introduce themselves. They need to practice the skills that they're learning from their mentors. And we have a lot of veteran mentors that have, it's hard getting, going into a group or even interviewing with a group of people. I mean, it's It's hard for me still. And I run a chamber of commerce. Well, I would would think that like with a lot of these veterans, all of their identity is baked up in being a part of this group and they need to make this transition to you're your own person and you have an identity outside of the military. And that's how they can find jobs like through networking. I mean, that's how I met Jim. Absolutely. Was, was through a networking event. But I will explain one other thing. There's Another, nobody I yeah. know that goes to more networking events than Jim. <laughs> Jim has I've, come to some of ours. <laughs> yes. I've really, I've really And he does not drink down. at any of them Never, either. never. Ever. Mm-mm. But one last thing that is a requirement that we also do is we're giving to them. Part of graduating is giving back, even though they gave back when they served, but we do a community volunteer project and they have to do six hours of community service. And this year to celebrate the American Legion Centennial, which they turn a hundred in displays, we are with Rivers Casino Management Team along with Home Depot, which is another supporter of this program. We are completely renovating and we the started American yesterday. Legion. Didn't yeah, we? we started yesterday. Yeah. So what are they completely renovating? The, the American, American Legion. Legion in Des Plaines. Oh so fantastic. we just ripped down a bunch of walls yep. and it's an exciting project. It's gonna be about a, a two week project. Yeah. It's teamwork. And we did something similar with the American Legion last year. We mm-hmm. spruced it up because the American Legion, that's how they, they rent the hall and that's how they get a lot so of the helping. money. And it's a good place for veterans to go and just relax and, and talk for veterans the comrades to veterans, and veterans right? to give back to veterans. And, and why did you introduce that giving back portion of the boot camp? So I will tell you, as a veteran, you always still look for that sense of purpose. You had that in the military, so you're always mm. looking for it. So it's important to us, and this is a great opportunity. And veterans supporting veterans is always a win-win within the communities. Love that. So Jim, the Metalworking Nation knows that we love... Pro Shop ERP. But did you know that ERP stands for Enterprise Resource Planning? So it's software that helps you to plan and your whole enterprise is involved in it. So tell me what that means to you. Actually, I, I did know what ERP system. Sure, you did. Man, that's, you know, I love acronyms. You right? know, because I told you. I know. Well, you refreshed my memory. Let me tell you that. But what I do know about Pro Shop ERP 
the cloud-based software that we're using at Car Machine and Tool is it is really a customer-centric platform. Everybody from the office to the guy out in the shop is engaged with the software every day. They come in, they clock in, they they track their time against work orders. Everyone knows when the part has to get out for maybe a five-day finish. They know what the delivery date is. We are keeping the customer at the apex of importance in the company. And everybody in the company is involved in that. Everybody knows. That's the way that needs everybody to be. Everybody has access enterprise. to it. The entire enterprise, the entire facility, everyone knows there's no more mistakes. That's the deadline. Everyone has access to the the delivery date, and you have to be accountable for it. So go to ProShopERP.com for more information. So can we go back to that 10-week boot camp? So you mentioned that they learn to... Who are you? Yeah, who who are you? you? Mock interviews, resume right. building. What what else? There's networking. Gotta, you know, LinkedIn yeah, profiles. LinkedIn. We actually have a LinkedIn bus, Harper College. A, a LinkedIn bus. A LinkedIn yes. bus where they get to go on the LinkedIn bus that has about 10 terminals on it. Some of them do get have their own LinkedIn profile, but we have an expert that helps them make it better. And then several of them believe it or not, know what LinkedIn is. So we work with them on that and help them set up their profiles. And Marnie could speak to this as HR is critical to finding jobs. Absolutely. It's it's networking again, right from a social media platform. And we also talk about company culture. Oh, huge one. Yeah, Mm -hmm. we teach them, we teach them the interviewing side that I like to say the recipe to the secret sauce. But we also talk to them when you walk into a company, you should be interviewing that company as well. And you need to really look at that company culture. And and so they do a tour. Last year and this year, they'll actually tour Rivers Casino, but they're able to see and spot different things of company culture. What's on the walls? How are the team members reacting with one another? But really to teach them to look for that in an interview as well. We do some happiness mapping and really that's Happiness mapping? Yeah, where they- I've never heard that before. Oh, wow. Well, basically what it is, is they see- It's mind mapping. They do a map. It's mind mapping. What Maybe it's happiness in the middle their ultimate objective. What makes them happy? Is it family? Is it a job? Is it money? Is it a girlfriend or a boyfriend? And then you kind of branch off from there and keep on branching off. And eventually, again, it gives them another moment to figure out what fuels their soul. And that's really, truly what the program is. And hey, this has fueled Marnie and my soul. That's why I'm sure it has. I don't don't have any doubt that it has not given back to you right. personally. Right. Well, how much time are they spending during this educational part of the, the boot camp? Yeah, is I was going to ask that Is it too. an hour a week? Is oh, it no, five no. hours a week? What is it? It's three hours on Wednesday nights. Three so, hours on Wednesday nights. Yeah, you know okay. what day it is? Well, it's Thursday today, so we were there till like 10 o'clock last night. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And, and what does the mentoring program look like? It's at the chamber. We, we make it up. No. Yeah, yeah. No, but it's at the chamber office, and right. you know, we we get together. We do different seating. We so all twenty of these and mentors uh, and are the show up at the the chamber mm-hmm. on Wednesday nights for three hours, right. and you bring in a new mentor to no, no. All the mentors are invited to attend oh, every throughout the one. ten weeks. Yep. Some of them attend depending on their expert HR directors from the chamber. Are um, they all connected one on one with no, a? No, it's okay. a it's a group setting. 
so, it's all okay. interactive. Yeah, so I'll oh. tell you, we actually have two great facilitators, mm-hmm. Eileen Brown from the Daily Herald and Dr. Joe Coolis, and they actually facilitate the classes and talk a lot about the personas and, and introversion, and we actually have them do a personality assessment as well. So they're being, they're being yep. mentored through the wow. education. Mm-hmm. Of, education. Because the, the reason yeah. I asked about this, so I'm, I've been involved with this organization called GRIP, and they have a similar program for youth, and they call it Life on Life. So they each have like a mentor that's with a, so like an older executive that's mentored directly to a younger person. We don't do that because you know what? Each veteran, I think they're discovering. This really is a discovery program about themselves. And every mentor, whether they're a veteran or whether they're a business person, your mentors can change and you could get different things from different people. We try to incorporate that. Yeah. And I think there's, we have such a variety of mentors. There's five to seven of us, I think, different industries, different experiences, business owners. And so as the veterans get to know us, then they kind of gravitate to mm-hmm. the ones that they want to gravitate, ask questions, are comfortable with. We're just there to answer questions. Support. We'll come in before, you know, between a half an hour to an hour before the class starts and just to be there. If they need advice, then we, you know, we check in on them on a regular basis to make right. sure they're doing so. It is a support mechanism. Like I said, we've all moved forward or taken steps in our lives. Some of us have had missteps. So if we can help others avoid not making those same missteps, that's what we're there for. Fantastic. Yeah, and, I, and I kind of serve as the mother hen, so to speak. <laughs> okay. So every week it is, you know, we're keeping, in addition to running a chamber, which we do other things for the businesses, it's, it's really keeping in touch with them and letting them know. Because if they make it successful through our program, number one, our mission is for them to get a career, not just a job at the end, but also we do raised in donations for this program and whether it's cash, giving back a half a million dollars in three years. So Congratulations. something that we're really proud of. In three of. years, you've raised a half well, a million dollars. in donations, time, and products. Oh, so you're putting things. a dollar amount with time yeah, on. Yeah, and okay. education okay. and all of that. Now, I'll tell you, at the end of the program, we give the veterans, once they satisfy the requirements of the volunteer, the networking, and attending, we give them each an $8,000, over $8,000 gift package. That includes gift cards to... Laptop. Yeah, a laptop computer with Microsoft Office, fitness packages, car maintenance packages. Clothing for interviewing. A lot of this is being... Donated, donated or all no, of it's being donated? Is, well, for the funds that were donated to our foundation, we actually purchase these items through members of the chamber. Gotcha. So it's ways that I could also give back to our community through the funds that we're raising and then we give it, in turn, give it to the veterans. Fabulous. Yeah, I mean, it's in resume writing. I mean, that's how we also you know, get the experts that also could come in to help them from an educational standpoint. Do you have it any is. great stories that you can share with like the metalworking nation? Story. I'd love to hear. Yeah, I love yeah. Stories. I mean, like, and if possible, particularly in the manufacturing industry. Yeah, well, I could tell you we've had several that have been hired. We had one of our graduates from the first year was hired in the management trainee program at LSG Sky Chefs. So they're a food manufacturer, so a little bit different. But this person had no idea, you know, what really what manufacturing was, thought he wanted to get into what he considered a white collar job. But actually, he ended up getting this job in charge of all the logistics and everything 
at Sky Chefs and, you know, did very, very well. We've also had, as I mentioned, Evan, the police officer. We've got International Paper, which there is was a firefighter local too, manufacturing. Right? Yeah, we have Fire, a firefighter. Yeah. A, grocery manager. Yeah, a grocery store manager of Jewel Press Osco, operator. Press for operator Daily for Daily Herald. Yeah. And he wasn't sure what he wanted to do. And through the happiness mapping, through other things and, and mentors. But I think the other thing too, it's not just about employability. Some of our veterans have gone through the program and they're, because we do financial advice as well. They, they've yes, just bought their Wintrust. first house and they didn't know that. So there's other things that are tangible too outside of the employment that they're able to do and have the confidence and know what to do outside of the employment. Several security jobs as well. So what can the what can the general public, what can I do, what can Jason do, what can the manufacturing community that's listening to this show today do to help you be more successful in this fabulous program? Well, you know, we have a great job fair that we do once a year. I, you know, and we have several manufacturers. Where that is that job fair? Um, at, it's Andrea? in Desplaines, of okay. course. We've held it for the last two years and going on the third year at the Desplaines Public Library. They have a beautiful room. We've sold out. And again, when I say sell out, we've filled up and we've had hundreds of veterans go through the last few years. We are doing it on March 19th. They could contact the chamber. Also, we are are always looking for great mentors, whether it's a machinist that is a veteran that wants to get involved and give back to our program. I could tell you there's many machinists. We we handpick the 20 veterans as part of this program each year, and we try to do a cross-section of people. But we also do a lot of things to for the manufacturing companies and Rivers Casino and our other supporters that are out there in the media so they could tell their story about what veterans, the success that they've had with hiring veterans with their company. So we could get the other manufacturers' messages out. And I think the other important thing too is in manufacturing, those in HR, come on out and check out the program. Understand what the veterans bring to your company. Understand about the veterans. So you can come out on a Wednesday night, see sit what in. we talk about, sit in, and then really learn what military experience can add to your organization. Is there any maybe false perceptions that... A manufacturing leader has, or any kind of like employer would have, as it relates to hiring a veteran. I'll say one thing from my experience at the chamber: a lot of companies think that they are line employees, or that they can fill driving positions. They're more; they're less skilled. And the thing is, man—I mean, um, veterans bring so much to the table from all the attributes that Jim mentioned. And look at Marnie, amazing. The thing is, these are future leaders of your organizations. These are management trainees, not necessarily line, line employees. Yeah. Yes, there is. It's just like, Mar- Marnie could speak to it. It's just like a city. There's all sorts of people at different levels, but these are your your future leaders. Well, I mean, the the, the military has their own way of tr- of training people to be leaders. And it's quite successful. Yeah, it's it's a training to be leaders. I know Jim referenced it in the article at the beginning. We make decisions, right? We make decisions with little or no information. As a veteran, it's important to understand that. But it's not just, think about it this way. So you, you talked about the non-commissioned officers. So in the Marine Corps, your corporals and your sergeants, they're the backbone of the Marine Corps. And they're the ones that, that lead the troops and, and do a lot of things. That corporal or sergeant can come into your organization 
position and go into a leader position and know exactly what to do. Might not know your industry or everything about that manufacturing company. It might not have his degree yet. Might not have his degree, degree but they are going to do the best damn job that, that they can because they know how to make decisions with little information. They have the skilled training. So they, depending on what school they go to or their military occupational specialty, but they also have tangible skills. They have dedication. They have tact. They have bearing. They have integrity, time. loyalty. They have all of these tangible skills that as veterans, we forget that we have them because we're like, oh, I'm military police. That's what I need to do. But we forget about everything else that's ingrained in us. And you have principles. So Marine Corps, three of the top principles, know yourself, know your troops, and know your mission. So that's all you need to know. And you're going to do a heck of a job when you get into any any company. And, and that's great. But like, why, why is this a problem then? Like, what are the false impressions that okay. employers have that they're not hiring these these veterans just as soon as they're available. Sure. So I, I, mean, I know for it's me, it's hard for like, them to find them. Well, well when they no, get I know for I me, do. if I were to base my, if I didn't know veterans myself, if I were to base my entire impression on, say, like the news, you would think every single veteran has PTSD. I was just going to mm-hmm. say that. I knew where you're going with that, yeah. Jason. Well, that we need to talk yeah, about. Yeah, no, and, and that's bad for like that yeah. to be the perception. I, you know what I mean? And that's part of our program when we do mock interviewing too, because we are rigid in the military. So getting them to loosen up, somebody. It's not just PTSD though. It could be TBI. It could be an MST. It could be a traumatic brain injury. Oh, it could uh-huh. be somebody suffering from MST, military sexual trauma. So okay. there's wow. different things wow. that go on. But you're right. That negative stigmatism of PTSD is absolutely ridiculous. And guess what? Even then we with, need to talk about it. Yeah. yeah. Yes. That's talk why I brought it, it up. Yeah. yeah. And, and, I mean, even with PTSD, guess what? There's treatment programs. Everyone's not, got something. I was, gonna, we all I was do. just going to say that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We all not, do. not everyone in the military. It's not just everyone in the military. People on the, in on the civilian the world can have PTSD. Of course they can. The person sitting next to you can. And you just because they're in the military, you're saying, oh, Oh, I don't want that person. You know, what if they go postal on me? I mean, I, I mean, that's the type of things that stereotypes that veterans have to fight. Or is sometimes, guess what? It's sad. Sometimes our veterans are homeless. Mm-hmm. And then if they're homeless, oh, they automatically have a drinking problem or they have a drug problem. You know, why do you have this gap in employment? Well, they have struggles too, just like anybody else. But take a chance because you're not going to go wrong with a veteran. Awesome. Well, this has been this has been great. I, I hope that this conversation and thank you for being on Making Chips has has really opened up the eyes of the manufacturing leaders. It's out all there. about awareness. It's about it? awareness. So it it's really like is. you know, I, the one thing that I really wanted to make sure that we honed on was kind of squashing any kind of like false Misperception. impression, misperceptions mm-hmm. yeah. of veterans, and making sure that they do understand there's a lot more positive qualities that come out of former military than there are issues that you may or may not have to deal with. So I think that this has been great. So, yeah. you know, thank you, Andrea, yeah, Marty. You know, I mean, this, been, this has been yeah. great. Yeah, it really has. So Jim, I know Carla is one of the, you know, rock stars on my team. I know that she's the first person that your team goes to when they, when they need to get something done at Zenger's. And I think you should consider finding a veteran. I am. I'm going to talk machine. to, I'm going to talk to these two ladies right after I know you need show. some help. So I know maybe I, I've got you know a what? position. Open maybe to... you need a veteran to straighten out some of those things that you need to delegate for yourself. Maybe. I just maybe. said it. That's you, very... you need to do it, Jim. That's fine. No get problem. somebody from their boot camp. I, I think I can do that. So Jason, you want to tell the Metalworking Nation what they need to do to help us survive and help. Yeah. So that's a, that's a great one, Jim. So 
what we would like, I think Nick Nick Golner has mentioned this on the show before, ratings and reviews are like the currency of podcasts. So if you like what you hear, if you like the Making Chips podcast, Jim and I don't need you get, need you to give us any money. We no. just need you to go onto iTunes and rate and review the show. Tell, give us and, a five star and tell us what you like. You can even tell us what you don't like. And tell your peers. Yeah. Or, you know, if you want to give us a, a bad review, I'd rather you just email us and tell us what we're doing wrong. Right. But if you want to give us a five star, we'd love for you to go on iTunes and give us a five star and, and write something nice about the show and about the guests that we have on. I agree. Because at the end of the day, if you're not making chips, you're not making money. Bam. Bam. Thanks for listening to the Making Chips podcast. Jim and Jason knew that the metalworking nation, the community of world-class makers, needed to commit to a new way of leading to stay ahead of the competition. So, Making Chips was created to fill that void, to give you advice from other manufacturing leaders who can push you to take action. Your manufacturing challenges have a solution. And many of them are at makingchips.com. Is it is it hard to apply makeup on a beard? No, yes, it is. <laughs> you should, Let's do, go. A, you should do a makeup you're, tutorial you're on that. To be funny. The making chips makeup tutorial. Trying to be funny again. <laughs>